What up, son? What up? Grinded Pivot, Louis Max, Queens, New York. Tonight in the house, we have two, not one, but two New York City icons. If you've ever been to a concert, a sporting event, a tennis match, you've seen these two characters rolling around. I'm not sure what they do, but they're there. They are Karen Finkelman and Susan Schwartz. I bring you the two best of New York City. How are you, ladies? Good. We're great. We're happy to be here. So you guys get paid to watch professional sports events. What exactly do you do? Well, first of all, getting paid is really a stretch. No, we do get paid, but it's not a whole lot of money. But what do we do? We greet customers. We show them to their seats or direct them to their seats from afar. We answer any questions, whether they be intelligent questions or not. We try and to we make schmooze. everybody's. We schmooze. Oh, yeah. A lot, We're good a lot of what we do is schmooze. You, you do. You schmooze a lot. And uh, so you're not really working. You're just schmoozing. No, we are working. We're working very hard. You should see us at a hockey game at the beginning, like the first 35, 40 minutes or a basketball game. We're running our butts off, taking people to seats or directing them to where their seats are, answering questions. We're busy. Very busy. Interesting. So yeah. how, how did you get the gig? Was it like your, one of your great resumes that you submitted or did you have to really know somebody? Tell us how it all started. I was working in the post office and some of the my coworkers worked as ushers at Madison Square Garden. And I said, oh, I want to do that. So they hooked me up. And the rest is history. Uh, 20, almost 24 years later, here I am. I have a little bit more of an interesting story, I would say. Of course, of course. Yeah, have to, of course. I would say it has to be a little more interesting than, than, than Well, that. it's going to be. Please. When I was 16, I started working in a bagel store, Bagel Stop. And the head usher of the U.S. Open used to come for bagels to feed all his ushers. And he used to say, do you want to come see tennis? And I said, eh. But when I was 18, I got into tennis and he came in. He said, do you want to come this year? I said, yes. So he let me in. He introduced me to everybody. I got to see tennis for about 21 years for free. I just started bringing him a sandwich, a banana, and a kiss on the cheek. And I got into the U.S. Open at Forest Hills. When Arthur Ashe Stadium opened, they needed a lot of ushers. He said, do you want to work? I said, absolutely. So that was my first job at the U.S. Open. And then the business manager came and said, do you want to work at the garden? And I said, of course. So that's how I got started at the bagel shop. Wow. Now, did you two know each other way back? How did you guys actually meet? I mean, let's talk about that for a second. Oh, well, well, we, we met at, at Madison Square Garden. There were uh, about three ushers that looked pretty similar, Susan being one of them. And I always got them mixed up. It was Susan, Rada, and Shelly. I was the cutest. Anyway, they looked alike. So if you want to be the cutest, you could be the cutest. 
But um, anyway, I didn't have a locker and somebody else let me use their locker. And, and we had roll calls together. And I don't know, we just met. So you both are working there together. That, that, that's, that's amazing to begin with. So what are the best events to work and, and why? Susie, you go first on this one. You know, each event is different. A basketball game is different than a hockey game and a concert is different than a sporting event and they each have pros and cons. Basketball is very exciting. The crowd is really into it. But hockey, when you're up on the glass, which right now we're on the floor, it's unbelievably quick and fast. Famous people come in and out. You get to kind of know them. You're in a section for year after year. You get to know the people in your section. It's kind of like a family. So it's hard to really pick. The concerts are not as personal because you see them usually one time and that's it. But say Billy Joel, who's there once a month, some people come every single month to Billy Joel. Same people. I like the sporting events because you, know, you get to schmooze with the people. It's live action, it's exciting. When I say sporting, I mean mostly basketball and hockey. I'm not crazy about the boxing and the wrestling. Um, but I really love the concerts because I like music. Hey, everybody. We got a new sponsor. AD Trophy. If you need a plaque, an award, medals, trophies, anything, your number one award source is AD Trophy. 1-800-841-6790. WW.adtrophy.com. Mention Grind and Pivot, get a 10% discount. You will not be disappointed. Your number one award source, AD Trophy, for over 30 years. That's that's my that's favorite. So you're both Knicks fans and Rangers. We are now. <laughs> Excellent. Good, Absolutely. Good. Uh, good to know. So I know you get tips occasionally. Uh, what's the big, the best tip you ever got, please? I think Karen and I have the same answer on this one, right, Karen? I think we do. We have yeah. a very generous Nick season ticket holder who gives us $600 at Christmas time. Wow. Yeah. That's very, very nice. Very, That's very, nice. very, very generous. We do get other things. Karen has her regulars. I have my regulars but never that much. We, we appreciate any tip, even if it's a dollar, and we don't understand you know, why sometimes we do nothing and we get a lot of money, and sometimes we work very hard and we get zilch. So question, I have a question for you. What's, give me uh, the rundown on, quote unquote, working hard versus not really working hard. Well, for concerts, sometimes uh, we have to mark the, every seat the seat number on every seat in this section of uh, 20, about four or 500 seats before the doors open. So we're literally erasing numbers on a seat and chalking them. And that takes 15, 20 minutes of, of constant bending over and, and in and out. And sometimes you bang your shins, I mean, cause we're rushing. So that's even before the people come in. And then, you know, again, if we're in that section for a concert, when the people come in and it gets busy, you're constantly running back to get the next customer and you're taking them to their seat and then running back. So that's, that's a lot of hard work. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. 
When you yeah, Louie, yes, I wear my Fitbit and just on an average day there, how many steps? I do between three and four miles, you wow. know, seating people. Okay, so that's good. So that keeps you health that keeps you healthy and in shape as well. Sure. No doubt about it. When you guys work, how much of the game can you really see? Let's just say uh, you know, hockey or basketball. Do you really get to watch at all? Yes. We have great spots. And once the people are basically in, we still have to work because for um, hockey, you have to hold them during play. They're only allowed to go back to their seats, you know, during a whistle, a stoppage, a timeout. And um, basketball, we hold them also, but not as much as hockey because basketball, you don't miss as much hockey. You could miss that one and only goal. No, they are being held, but not necessarily uh, in our at our posts. Yeah, right. right. Do they mostly abide by your wishes? I'm sure people kind of like say, yeah, leave me on you. Yes, most of them know the rules and are uh, pretty good at it. There's there's always a few that see thirty people standing and they wiggle their way through and we say, excuse me, you have to wait for a stop and they're oblivious. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's how I, that I don't doubt. So <laughs> um, you see a good amount then. So, I mean, you've seen a lot of stuff over what, 20 plus years, I'm sure. Can you give me a favorite moment at the garden? Let's first talk, let's say, let's say sports first. For favorite garden moment. Karen Finkelman. Uh, the concert for New York City was pretty special. Okay. That was, you know, after 9-11, a couple of months after, I believe. Um, it was just, it was a special feeling in the air. Um, the Pope, I think it was two years ago. No, three, a couple of years ago, the Pope was there and that was very special. What was that like? What was it like? What, what really, I mean, because that's a whole different you know, that's not sports. That's not music. What kind of what were the people? What were the feeling that you got from the from the from the crowd being there? In awe? Well, everyone was everyone was in awe. Uh, everyone, everybody was nice. I mean, you know, nobody had any kind of attitude or problem. They waited for hours and hours and hours online and the security to get in was unbelievable. But nobody complained about anything. They were just so happy to be there. Uh, it was just like a special feeling. Even management said we could take a few pictures. That never happens. Right. So everybody was kind of feeling good. Susie, did Can you, I tell did you a you funny story about the Pope? I have a question for you. Would you Susie, did you work that? Also? Yeah, can I tell you a funny story? Yeah, for sure, because I figured you two guys were maybe the only two Jews there. Yeah, so listen, well, here to, you this, go. listen to this, Louis. We were front and center, right? Two Jewish lesbians. So it comes time for the Pope to give communion and we had to lead the first two rows up. So I had Mayor de Blasio, his wife and their two children. So we're leading two Jewish lesbians uh, leading people up to communion for the Pope. So that was pretty damn funny. <laughs> I love it. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I love that. So which and he's the best Pope around, by the way. I think he would approve of us. <laughs> So, Susie, what about your moment? When I first started 
well, I started in 97. So somewhere around there, I don't remember if it was that year or another year, Patrick Ewing was still playing for the Knicks and we were in the playoffs, which doesn't happen that often. And I happened to be right alongside of him. And for the playoffs, they give these like wavy towels for all the audience members. So they were orange towels. And I, I looked down and I see Patrick Ewing has a piece of towel like in his hair. So I said, Patrick, you have a piece of orange towel in your hair. He said, would you take it out for me? I said, sure. So I pick it out and I drop it in front of him. I said, you see, I wasn't kidding. So that was kind of a cute moment for basketball. That's cool. That's very cool. All right. So now let's talk about the music again, because I'm a big music fan as well. Seen a lot of concerts at the garden over the years and uh, favorite music moment. Karen Finkelman. Oh, that's tough. People ask me that all the time. There's 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 so many great ones. Um, I'm a Who fan, so the first time I saw the Who up there, and every time after that. Other special concerts were, um, you know, the concert for New York City. We had the Grammys. I could tell you about a recent one that was really special. Please. Last June, after the pandemic was uh, really starting to wind, not wind down, but we were getting back to normal life. And the first concert back at, at Madison Square Garden was the Foo Fighters. And I'm not a Foo Fighter fan and I was apprehensive, but when they came on stage and they started playing the first song, I had chills. Really? Yeah. yeah and, and they opened up with a song, I think the name of it is Times Like These, You Learn to Live Again. You know, it was just very appropriate. Right. Yeah, it was exciting. Susie, what do you got on this one? I'm not a gigantic music fan, although I enjoy it when I'm there. Prior to working at Madison Square Garden, I probably saw just a handful of concerts. But now, as you know, I see many, many, many through the years. But I enjoyed, there were two nights back to back. It was called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And everybody in rock and roll was there and they played with one another. You know, they played singly, then they had mixes. I can't even remember who, but anybody that was in rock and roll basically was there for two nights till about one o'clock in the morning or later. It was it was fantastic. It was later broadcast on HBO. I don't know if you saw it or not. Yeah, that was also remembered. Yeah, that was I'm sure that was. I'm sure that was really cool. So you worked the open many, many, many times. And I know. Oh, great. Wow. There you go. You're, you're prepared. There you go. You, you're prepared. That's the great That's Martina right. Navratilova, correct? That's my sister from another yeah. mother. Absolutely. So <laughs> I know, Karen, you're prepared because I asked you this question. You have a funny or good moment about the open, right? I have a funny story. This was uh, many years ago. I was a director at a, a gate courtside and it wasn't that busy. So I had the chain up and I was down by the court watching and I see somebody climbing over the chain to come in and I, I'm going like this. No, no, no. Back, back, back. And the guy slink, slinking back and he's climbing back over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, that looks like Joe Namath. It was Joe Namath. Really? Yeah, that was pretty funny. That's great. Yeah. Susie, what's your all time? Uh, anything to, does it have to do with Martina? 
It kind of does. I mean, there are a lot of great moments because I do love tennis and I've seen, and wait, here's another one. Another one of my favorites. Jimmy Connors. Wow. Why is Jerry Seinfeld there? Because I saw him at the Open too. But uh, Louis, the Martina thing is for years, I mean like 40 years, people come up to me or they talk or I hear them whispering. Is that Martina? Is that Martina? Especially when I have shorter, blonder hair. People think I'm Martina. A guy ran up to me in Greenwich Village. Can I have your autograph? I mean, it's been happening forever. So I needed to get a side-by-side -side picture with Martina. And every time I saw her, it was just too quick. I couldn't do it. So once I actually saw her and I said, Martina, can I get a side-by-side -side with you? She said, yes, meet me by the American Express suite. So I go there and they say she just left. So this happened year after year. Finally, you see the picture. I nabbed her and we have the picture side by side and we don't even look that much like each other after all that, do we? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, great. but she autographed it. I got it autographed. That's great. See? I, I love it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. What's the rudest thing a customer ever said or did? I mean, we're talking about nice things. I mean, there's got to be some people that just were really out of bounds. I have one. Peter Frampton concert. Most of the people were in their 50s and 60s. Most of them were cool, you know, not a rowdy crowd. I'm working in a center aisle towards the front. It's towards the end of the concert. And if you're behind me in another section, you're not allowed to come, you know, in front down my aisle. So I see this guy who's behind me, like a few rows in another section. I see him coming through to me. So I said, you know, excuse me, you can't come through. And he ignored me, right? So I went behind him and I tapped him. I said, excuse me, you have to go back to your seat. And he ignored me again. So I go in front of him and I'm like this. I said, excuse me, you need to go back to your seat. He said, why? I paid for a ticket. I said, yes, and your ticket is the seat back there. And I had my arms like this and he literally pushed through me. And I don't complain to anybody, but I called the security guard, not because he hurt me, just because he was so disrespectful. Yeah, right. And they all came running because they know I never call. And they said, do you want us to throw him out? And I said, no, just let it. He went back to his, when I called security, he went back to his seat. And they, yeah, so that, that's my rudest one. <laughs> right. Cal, you got one? I can't remember the rudest. Um, I've had one where somebody kind of like pushed me and like my name tag came off and they were yelling at me. And a lot of people just yelling. Uh, but I don't have a specific story that I can think of. Right. So for the most part, New York City, Everybody thinks that we're just loud and boisterous and disrespectful. For the most part, they're pretty much together, right? For the most part, the things we work, there are some events we do not work. Some rap concerts where the audience does not listen to an usher, to a supervisor, to a security Anybody. guard, mm -hmm. to, a, to an officer that's in you know, paid detail, a police officer, they just think it's their home for that night. Right, right. No authority whatsoever. None. I get that. I get that. Yeah. 
Unfortunately. So, yeah. I, 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 yeah, unfortunately is right. I know you, I'm not sure you guys really eat much food there because you're pretty good, healthy eaters, but what's the best food you've ever eaten at any of the arenas where you've worked? Anything, I love, anything oh, vegan. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, I love the lobster roll at the U S open. Yeah. Well, they have good food there. So, uh, or they try to have good food. How about the arenas? Do you have, do you even deal with the food or the, yeah, we're not allowed to buy food at the arenas, but if you work a double shift, meaning there's a Nick game in the morning, a Ranger game after that in the middle of something like that, they actually feed us. Basically, they bring together everything that the people didn't eat the first game and they give it to us. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not old or anything, but you know what I'm saying. So there are some good things. There's like a really good tuna burger. And if you're lucky enough to get, um, there's a filet, min, like a prime rib sandwich. That's really good. With, with <laughs> Okay, good. Thank you. I'm glad someone said something <laughs> like that. Some of the grub. You know, I had a question. Do, 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 do any of the ushers, you know, hook up? Yes, we did. I know, but I'm talking about now. I'm talking about what are the things that, you know, whether do they actually yes. get together and, yeah. and, and have yes. relationships? They do. They do. And have babies. And you're, and you're all friends, right? You have a lot of good friends that are rushes, right? You've been doing it for so long or not really? We have, you know, I'm, I'm a little picky on who I call a friend, but uh, we're friendly with quite a number of them. Yes. We also have a, there's a group of women that we've gone on vacation with. Uh, we've done a um, trip in Europe, cruise. Yeah. Right. So there and, is a camaraderie. Uh, there is. A camaraderie. There, is yeah. there, there is. There is. There is. There's a big mix of, of everything. So you find, you know, who you want to hang with. Excellent. How, how long are you guys going to go do this for? How long is this going to keep going on for? As long as we... It depends on how many more bad contracts we get. <laughs> every contract is worse and worse we really love what we do and even the guests they've come to me you know after we're talking or whatever they said you really love what you do and we really do love what we do it's not always easy we're not always treated spectacularly but we love what we do and I say as long as I'm healthy as long as I still love it as long as we still live in New York and they'll have us, I would continue. There are people, by the way, in our union and then security union who have gone up until 90 and past 90. I don't think we'll do that. You never know. I know if you, you never know. And you're healthy. Yeah. We'll there... play it by ear. Absolutely. Is there anything that you're looking forward to coming up that's on the schedule that you kind of get juiced about? I don't look ahead all that much, to be honest. I look month to month, but like John Mayer's coming up. He's pretty good. Absolutely. I don't know Elton what other John. Elton, Elton John, John. we've seen Elton John. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Elton John, it's his final tour. And this, I think it's the third or fourth year he's he's back oh, okay. around exactly. the Madison. Exactly. Well, then, it's like the endless tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the Knicks also could be in the playoffs, possibly. No, I think the Rangers, no. the Rangers this year, the Knicks, I don't think so. They We're did beat thinking. the Detroit Pistons, who were the worst team last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I wanted to ask you, I was thinking about this. Um, do you guys ever get, I, by the way, I, I know you're famous. 
you two are very famous, definitely in New York City, for sure on 108th Street. But just <laughs> to ask, do you ever get recognized? Because you travel a lot. Do you ever get recognized outside of the venues? Well, I was at an airport in Florida, and I ran into one of the guests from the Knicks game. It was pretty wild. We kind of looked at each other. And uh, I said, hey, I know you from somewhere. Where is it? And then he reminded me of where I knew him from. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, I was at, a, I was at a, a Dead and Company concert this summer. I also work selling tickets at City Field. And afterwards, I went to see a little bit of the show. And I saw somebody from the uh, Ranger Games. And uh, he didn't recognize me at first. <laughs> well, maybe it was because of the mask also. I don't know. And also, I had short hair. And now it's much longer since pandemic. So that was pretty funny also. Well, I just thought of a story that I might want to share with you. You know, everybody knows our name because we're wearing a name tag and we see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of people, and they all think that they know you. And I look at them and I just smile like I know them. But honestly, I don't recognize everybody that recognizes me. I have to say that. But just working in that situation, you never know who you're going to meet and you never know where or what will come of it. One year I was working, you know, a Nick game and somebody says, Susie Schwartz. And I go, yeah. He goes, oh, my God. So it was this guy, Ricky, who means nothing to you, but he's cousins of my very first and and best friend from birth, Neil Chadwick, who I'd been separated from for 35 years. And he said, oh my God, Neil's gonna freak out. Can I give him your number? And I said, sure. So after 35 years, Neil called me that night and we resumed our friendship ever since. And it was like, we never left. So I think that's pretty cool. And you never know who you're gonna meet now or in the future. That's fantastic. Well said. Well, I want to say thank you guys so much for being on Grind and Pivot, Pivotal Moments That Changed Everything. So happy that I was able to get to talk to you a little bit and find out about what's going on behind the scenes at the venues of that people always, you know, talk about the Garden, City Field, the U.S. Open, which is uh, which are all three giant, giant places. And I just want to also wish you guys a happy and healthy new year coming up. Be safe, Thank please. You. And uh, unfortunately, I'll probably see you guys around. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, fortunately. And fortunately, we'll see Dorothy around. That's right. We'll see Dorothy around. Absolutely. Thank but, you for giving us this opportunity. Yes, thank you. And oh, happy new year to you as well. I'm so happy. You guys, I love you too both, really. I love really you do. too, guys. Yeah. See ya. Bye, Louie Max. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Indoors, please.